0: to bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What is going on, amazing people of planet Earth? I hope that wherever you are, that you're doing amazing Big love from the yurt in Nelson, British Columbia. We are here with part two with the man, Naraj Nayak. Uh, if you listen to part one, obviously you know uh, it is a very in-depth and powerful episode. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, we dive deep, so we covered a lot in the first part, and in the second part, we talk about uh, the freedom of minimal, the freedom of minimalism. The supermind, the golden rule, um, as he puts it, uh, a different version of FOMO, uh, the origins of Soma and Tantra, Uh, Kambuka breath technique, I think that's how you pronounce it, how the British won wars using uh, the Nepalese Gurkha army. So we go into some interesting history, how to produce your own DMT, what is the divine, Uh, love as an acronym, Um, the trap of materialism, the trap of the senses, acquiring spiritual wealth. So this is an epic episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. If you like it, please share, take a screenshot on Instagram. Let me know where you're listening. Tag myself and Soma and Naraj and just uh, share these out there because it really helps get the the word out there. For some reason, Apple has just like erased my show from the suggestions and my rankings went from like really high to just non-existent. Um, So not sure what's going on there. So when you guys share it, it helps a ton. So please do that. Um, If you want, to support the show, the best thing that you can do is one act of kindness today, if not three acts of kindness today, or the best is three acts of kindness for a week. Take the kindness challenge. Just hit me up and say kindness challenge on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know you're taking it. And that's just doing three acts of kindness, going out of your way to do it, not telling anybody um, like the each act of kindness you do. That is you can say that you're taking it. Um, And and that's it. Just do that for a week. And I guarantee you, you're going to have a beautiful experience no matter where you are in the world. That really is spiritual mastery. Um, The Other things you can do is to leave a review and I want to thank so much uh, Aaron Virtue from the USA who wrote, welcome to your awakening journey. This podcast has so much knowledge and love to offer every human on this planet. Listening to this podcast guides me on my journey every time I listen to it and I seem to gain awareness and a deeper understanding about life. If you're looking for some wonderful knowledge about our reality, I highly recommend listening to Matt. There's a variety of topics, so everyone can find an episode that fits their interests. Thank you, Matt, for all that you do. The universe and humanity is filled with gratitude for you. So thank you so much, Aaron. That's a really beautiful review. I really, really appreciate that. Um, if you guys want to support on Patreon as well, that definitely goes a long way. Thanks to everybody who's contributed in 2018 and 2019. It really helped. Um, I want to thank specifically Alicia Sarah Sarabeglia. I'm sure I butchered your name. My apologies for that. But thank you, Joseph Martin. Nikki Milovic and all the patrons. Thank you so much for contributing. You guys have uh, really helped. And even those of you who stopped the uh, Patreon, I just want to thank you so much for chipping in a few bucks each month. It doesn't have to be forever, you know. Even a couple bucks that month really did help. So um, for those of you guys who did leave Patreon, just so much love and gratitude. I don't see you guys as leaving. I see you guys as contributing for the months that you did. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now... Um, this show is brought to you by Himalaya. I now have a sponsor. So yay, that's exciting. So, um, check this out. I'm going to read it. It is an awesome app. I've been using it because I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. Um, but the Himalaya app is uh, let me let me tell you about them. The podcast world is growing bigger every day, and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show. Your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's, it's easiest to use, and we're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya. That's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to follow the Matt Air podcast, Master Mind, Body, and Spirit when you get there. Um, so I told them that I was terrible at reading uh, shoutouts and things like that, uh, but they're a really great team, and uh, the app is really good. I enjoy using it, and the team has been uh, really helpful and supportive. So their idea has been to uh, support the podcasters, those of uh, us making a lot of content as well as help grow the show. So I'm really grateful for them reaching out and, uh, you know, I hope that, these guests and these shows and these ideas can spread and mostly those three acts of kindness like if that's all my show does that's amazing and if it just inspires you a little bit uh, to uh, believe in yourself then you know I'm doing the trick and I'm and I'm actively setting my intention to find the guests that have the wisdom to help you on your journey in an authentic way so thank you so much to everybody who listens if you're interested in coaching uh, just check out mattbelair.com forward slash coaching I'm doing more powerful hypnotic heart journey activations more one-on ones. I'm also, uh, check out Zen Athlete if you haven't checked that out. Sign up for the email list at MattBelair.com and there's also a Lucid Dreaming free ebook and guided meditation if you want to check that out as, w- as well and that's uh, forward slash Lucid Dreaming. So that is it. Um, thank you so much to you guys. Also check out David Lone Senapass's Passes work. We did have a few people help out and it really went a long way. We are looking at bringing some technologies out. Uh, we are in the works of building some exciting stuff. Everything he's built has worked. He built a bike that went 60 miles an hour on a, an electric motor and uh, got pulled over by the cops and uh, I guess it like didn't run out I think he's going to come on the podcast and talk about it. it it was built on a tier capacitor he had to invent that too so if you want to support me support David Lomber Senate Centipass that guy is the man and uh, you know I've been working more with Native American elders elders from around the world and uh, trying to discover just what the heck is going on here what's the truth and how can we have a, a real connection to creator spirit God the universe and live a life of Uh, happiness compassion abundance growth uh, peace balance and all that kind of good stuff so I've been rambling a lot I love you very much Uh, lots of podcasts are coming down the loop I appreciate the crap out of you and before we get into this let's uh, take a deep breath in through our nose hold that breath just set the intention to come to peace and coherence and just full of self-worth and make the intention set the firm intention to be kind and compassionate to yourself and others let that breath out slowly with the recognition that you are enough, that you are whole, that you are perfect, that you're balanced just as you are and you are amazing. All right, let's get into this incredible part two with Naraj Nayak. You're stuck in it and you feel like there's no way out. So what would you recommend to to move into that um, just more purposeful and and how to make a living and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I can only speak from my own experience, so I can't – I can't preach anything, especially when it comes to money and finance. I'm, I'm definitely not like the guru for that. But I, there are a few people that I've like picked up little tips from over the years, like people like Tony Robbins, T Harv is great. If you want to change your money mindset. Um, and what I realized actually is that we actually spend a lot of money that we don't need to on stuff that we don't need. Right. And we could actually save a lot of money. Right. And actually, one of the first tips that like somebody like T Harv would make, um, for those of you who don't know him, he's like this kind of millionaire mindset kind of guru type. Uh, another person I would have never have gone to years ago, but now it's like, holy shit, this this is everyone needs to learn this stuff. Um, is that that just save money? Like, stop buying stupid shit. All right. And like like just make a list of all of the things during the day that you can do without. And actually, I've become very simple in my tastes. Like I love, I love a few simple things like cho- like cacao. Like I have a few expensive tastes, like cacao, which is like chocolate, the original chocolate, the real chocolate. And I have, you know, I like I like, like avocados and I I love like having good food, right? And but I don't buy like lamborghini i don't need a lamborghini i don't have expensive possessions except for my map pro that's not my most expensive thing you know i've really downsized i've got rid of so much use of shit that i don't need right and try to simplify my tastes and also the way to do that is to have a swap so you've got to change your desires. Everything ultimately comes from, every action and result in your life comes from a decision that you make. And that decision's based on some desires that you have, okay? And the moment you begin to change the inner world is the moment that the outer world shifts, all right? So if you want new results in your life, you have to go back into the inner world. And you've got to understand what is it that really makes a human being happy, right, and feel content. And it's actually, you realize that it's not the stuff. It's not the stuff. It's simple things like community, friends, family, connection, right? It's talking to people, um, you know, moving the body, dancing. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do that doesn't cost anything, right? That will stop you from craving stupid shit. The other thing is you've got to stop watching the TV. Like the TV is designed to hypnotize you to buy stuff that you don't need. To make a lot of money for corporations, so you've got to stop watching TV. The whole thing is a mind control device. Okay, All Right? But then the thing is, you've got to also have this mindset of um, the the world. Okay, you touched on a thing about you know the world is trying to kill you. Like everything seems to want to kill you. Actually, I have I have to change that attitude. To actually, everything is there to support you. Right, everything is is a game. Life is a, is like a PlayStation game, right? It's a VR game. And um, when you start looking at the world like a game, all you have to do then is the look at the people who have moved up the levels, right, that you admire. Who's gone, you know, when you play any kind of video game, I remember like when I was a kid, we would find the kids who were like mastered it and would get their cheat sheets and their hacks and stuff, right? There's a hack for everything. So if you want to get out of your job, somebody somebody's already done it, Okay, you just got to follow what they do. Their example, find a mentor, right? And there are books already written that save you a lot of time. All of my life has been a result of words and numbers. I've just read the right words and followed the right numbers. And that's led me to, to freedom, to where I am now, all right? And I, the same goes for everyone. And I have this uh, idea, I, I call it the super mind, all right? The super mind is the last is your real mind, you become your environment. So it's the last five messages you get. Who are the people you speak to on a regular basis? Are they they the ones that you really wanna be speaking to all the time? Because they will influence you more than anyone else, right? So you've gotta really keep your super mind select. So one of the things I had to do was I had to get rid of a lot of the bad influences in my life and I was trying to heal myself, right? And I started to go and hang out in, like network marketing events and like like wealth seminars and all these things just to get out of that negative mindset and people have been brainwashed by the tv and the media you know stop reading newspapers you know stuff like that again it's designed to brainwash but start attending like wealth seminars and workshops and read like books written by successful people legitimately successful people right you know find them there are there's loads of autobiographies. Start getting inspired and feed your mind. It's like f- food as well. You need information is food for the brain, for the mind. And start feeding it the right information, and your life will change. It's it's really like environmental, you know. So everyone's circumstance is different. So there's no one size fits all, there's no magic bullet that's gonna suddenly lift you up. Everyone's design, desires, abilities, passions, interests are all gonna be different but the the one golden rule is you become your environment. So the first thing is to start looking for the new environment to, to surround yourself with and to save money. And that will that will make you save money because you'll start realizing that you find a new life when you find new people to hang out with that are cooler and on your level and want to better themselves. And you'll find that they also don't buy lots of stupid shit and they don't spend those money on useless things and they become, Uh, better investing and, and, and putting their money in in areas
0: that's going to grow
1: their life. So that's, that's key.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's a beautiful answer. And I really appreciate that correction, because I actually did a video on it is like, um, there's like the number one belief that can change your life that I have found is either the universe is on your side, or it's not. Um, But when you see it as a game, it it, it is a process of understanding. Like you said, people are, you know, eating processed food, not aware of what that's doing. It's just awareness. It's not bad. You just got to put it in your awareness. Once you know that, you quit doing it and you do something else. And it's, you know, what you're talking about is so simple. You know, um, I have a friend who's so analytical. And um, as I I ask people, if you had a million dollars a day, for the rest of your life what would it look like what would you do and my friend like he just he just can't imagine it so i had to kind of hypnotize him and i love how you have hypnosis which is amazing and so i kind of like hypnotized him into his heart and asked him a series of questions because your heart knows its eternal and when in the middle of it, he started to cry, and then um, I realized when it was done, I was like, "Whoa, there's not experiences like this." So I put it online. I started to do it for people, and um, what I found was that basically your consciousness is fear-based consciousness. It can only, it can, it can only, um, it can only like process what's in front of it, and it can't, and, it, and it's designed to um, keep you alive, and you need food and money for that. But your heart knows you it's a, eternal.
1: You mean the reptilian consciousness.
0: Yeah, or like uh, I think reticular activating system, just normal consciousness is like, oh, I need to go get some uh, nuts, right? So I can eat those nuts and then I survive and I need a shelter. But your heart knows it's eternal. So, you know, when you're hypnotized into your heart, you have a different experience of what your passions are, what you would do, things like that. And I've done it with millionaires, athletes, hippies. Uh, everything in between and everybody wants the same thing they want to be in a good environment that inspires them they want to grow and they want to be in community and that's it and it's so simple but we put all of this stuff in front of it right and the example of like somebody living in a big city you know london and they have a penthouse that's worth 50 million and then they drive a ferrari they're probably not even happy you you can want that and that's okay if you want that and that genuinely makes you happy but that person wakes up goes to this office does these different things if they love their job awesome that's great you're mm-hmm. you're you're in it you're kicking ass but so many people at whatever level of that game of acquiring stuff and going yes. to a box that they don't enjoy you could have a person that doesn't have much lives on the beach with awesome community and dances
1: mm-hmm. like you
0: know or or snowboards or skateboards or does music but it requires a simpler way of existing and just understanding your value set. So you actually have to give up a lot, but what you're giving up is more illusionary where like you can't get enough physical or material objects or spaces, nice house, nice TV, nice thing that will give you that intrinsic, that internal, that deep, that real happiness, that real fulfillment, that real life experience. So it's kind of letting go of illusion to create, to connect with life but, but you have to like, it's, that's the letting go. That's like, you know what, this is more important. And if you do make that decision, the matrix will always take you back with open arms. Whenever yes. you want to come home, it will take you, there will be a place for you and they'll probably give you a better job or a better situation than you have before because it wants to keep you and it'll mm-hmm. work like that. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to go on that rant and, and kind of um, share that because these are it 's so simple, but it 's like it feels impossible for people to do, but that 's what you got to do, and I think the decision is what are your values, who are you? What do you have to let go right and that 's where it kind of gets a little bit risky, but that 's where you can kind of get into you know communicating with your own spirit, your connection with God, your connection with the universe, your connection with life, and it 's yeah. mandatory you kind of you don 't get to do both it 's like make mm-hmm. that choice and then. You, you'll get all those things that are meaningful to you. Put the things that have meaning first. So yeah. do you want to add on to that or do you want me to ask you a question?
1: Uh, no, I think you, you did a very good summary there.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well so what do you want to chat about, man? Obviously, like, I, I really like your you have a very grounded approach, and I think it's wonderful. You have a hypnosis course. You can We can talk about that. You talk about music. Um, And like meditation, I think binaural beats as well. So uh, any of that that you want to touch on?
1: Well, I think we could, uh, I think the the thing that's really uh, my big mission right now is the SOMA community that we've created. And I can talk to you about SOMA and how this is actually helping a lot of people who were like me, you know. Um, who are, like, how, how I was, like, you know, if they're suffering right now in jobs that they don't want to do, they're suffering with chronic illnesses, if they are artists, but they're trapped in a corporate world, you know, like, finding a new sense of meaning and purpose. And Soma Awakening, this is our, uh, Soma is our school. It's a school of breathwork and yoga and Ayurveda. And it kind of takes all of the, um, the religious fluff out of these ancient uh, techniques and protocols, and just hands you evidence-based scientific, um, tried and tested protocols, and that's basically what's so. Much, but it's done in a fun way, which is accessible because of the music and and the way we, we our approach to it to it. It just makes it more like edgy and cool. So it's it seems to really like capture like all demographics of people. Like we have a lot of people coming in their twenties and stuff, which is amazing. Because quite often, like, people in that, that age group, they, they're not interested in in things like yoga and meditation and stuff like that because it's what old people do, right? But that's starting to shift now. We're seeing this new, like, shift in consciousness, which is just amazing. So there's a real awakening going on around the world. And I feel like I've found a way to really, really empower people right now. Because um, at the moment, there's a huge movement towards psychedelics all right why is that people have lost their meaning they've lost their spiritual purpose and they're chronic maybe chronically ill so they're looking for healing what does healing really mean as i said it comes back to that one um question you ask yourself you know the two two of them which is am i waking up enthusiastic for life to do a hard day's work right or am i um uh doing it because i have to do it or am i um waking up faking it to be nice and compassionate or, or do i genuinely want to be nice and compassionate to you? and psychedelics helps you kind of answer those questions right and really get to know yourself in that way of like what is it that really what makes you get up and get out of bed and really um, want to make a difference in the world or really feel enthusiastic about the work that I do. Right. And what makes what would make me forget about the past so I can forgive and be compassionate and not worry about the future too much and and to you know let go of you know somebody that may have wronged me. Because if you, you know, Buddha always said if you can't hold on to anger, the only person getting burnt is yourself. Right. So what um the problem with psychedelics is firstly you don't know who you're doing it with. So you know the environment comes back to the environment again. So the person leading the ceremonies may not have good intentions. All right. The next problem is that not everyone has a like a good trip out of it. Some people can get re-traumatized by the experience. Right. So and a lot of the reasons why people get sick is because of some trauma. So let's look at trauma. Let's look at trauma, right? Emotional trauma, it is what uh, creates, like, an attachment to negative emotion, right, in the body. This affects the neurology and creates contraction, right? So something that could have happened as a child, you may have been raped, abused, right, sexually. It can, like, make you have a major distrust for, like, say you're a boy, right, and you were raped by a a teacher or something. It's very common, this actually happens, actually. you may just suddenly have this insecurity in, around men or people of authority. And it maybe it may actually make you go towards the dark side. It may make you have a lot of resentment, like an anger that's just trapped in the body and you can't shake it off. And that leads to like anxiety and chronic stress because of the reptilian brain. As I said, right, the, when we hold on and we contract and we hold on to our breath, it stimulates, nervous system you create adrenaline right what's the first thing that happens when you're born right the first imprint that causes trauma on the body straight away is the breath the first breath you take okay and a lot of people don't get over this and that's why they hold on to their breath okay um is the first thing you do is you breathe like that and the doctor will slap you on the ass to get you to breathe properly because quite often the babies are are like, they gasp and they hold on because it's the first time you're on your own, right? Before you're in the womb, you're being protected nurtured through the umbilical cord, boom, it's snipped. And now you're on your own, you have to breathe, learn to breathe. And the doctor will give you a few slaps and you start breathing again. And then you uh, and then you exhale and you cry, right? Now, here's the problem, is that when you're chronically stressed, these uh, early life traumas and imprints can actually kick in. So you gasp and you just hold on. And just some something somebody said, all right, like years ago can stay in your brain and make you react later on in life, right, in similar situations that, your body, your neurologist is trying to protect you from, from getting affected by. So one of them could be as simple as fear of approaching somebody of the opposite sex. It can cause so much trauma because of this phenomenon called fofo. I call it fofo, the fear of feeling out. Right. So when you feel excluded from a tribe, right? Like if you're in the ancestral times, and you you get excluded, say you you did something wrong and they throw you out. You're on your own, right? You can't procreate and you can't survive. You don't have food, so you die. So that fear of being excluded it, it, it makes us so tribal and so much driven by our peer groups, and we will do whatever we can to fit in, right? So that still happens now, all right. So we are very much victims of this thing called FOFO, right? Fear of feeling out, and we'll do a lot of things to fit in. So we may um, do certain things to find a new sense of meaning and acceptance, a new tribe, right? So we might try new things. And one of the things a lot of people do is to try psychedelics and go into the psychedelic world, which is quite a mysterious, murky world. There's some good sides to it, some bad sides. So me having done pretty much every psychedelic there is, um, come to a conclusion that it really has a purpose. It does amazing work. However, it has to be done in a safe place, in the right context. It shouldn't be abused. And you've got to be treated like a spiritual thing. Now, what happened was if you go back in time, the legend of uh, the Soma in, in the Rig Veda. So, the ancient text, the oldest text known to man, religious text known to man, is the Rig Veda, right? It's a collection of hymns and philosophies sung by these rishis, okay, in the golden age of, of our planet. Now, during this time, there were far fewer people on the planet. People lived for much longer. They lived in abundance. And what do you do when when everything is fine? What's the next thing you do? You take psychedelics, right? So they were like literally reveling and hooked, obsessed with psychedelics. And they called the ritual Soma. And they would use these psychedelics to uh, create these ecstatic states where they would have these heightened states of awareness and they would speak to the spirits and divine all the knowledge that uh, was encoded in the Rig Veda in the form of poems and songs sung to a certain rhythm and this would basically create this this wisdom and knowledge create the first civilization like real successful civilizations of the Indus Valley region right and then there was also the Sumerian you know cultures there was even the Egyptians they all had psychedelic like uh, you know uh, there's evidence of psychedelic use so you imagine these soma cults that start to spread out and go around the world, taking their shamanic kind of practices with them and then creating civilizations and ancient monuments that have st- stood the test of time. However, according to the legend, the soma starts to run out and everyone freaks out. Because you imagine you're going to climb like, different climates where there's no soma, right? It doesn't it, maybe it only grows in certain areas of the world. Um so people freak out because they're dependent on the soma. So then the rishis go, we must go inwards to find out how to create the soma within. And this becomes the origins of tantra and yoga. Pranayama is the quest of getting as high as humanly possible, right, without psychedelics. And that's what happened. And they figured it out. And then what they realized was that we actually have all of the substances that exist already in nature, in the plant world, we already have it and we create and we have our own inner pharmacy. So the system of tantra, these breathing techniques, because the breath is the one thing that runs on autopilot, but we also have conscious control over, is the one thing that we can actually use to wake up the pharmacy. So tantra is a series of breathing techniques with yoga asanas and practices that um, helps you wake up your inner pharmacy. And pranayama is the school of breath work, where you use um, different breathing techniques to reach ecstatic states. Okay, and one of the most revered techniques of all in it is uh, Kumbhaka um, or Rachaka Kumbhaka, which is this idea of holding your breath for extended periods of time, okay? Where you lower the oxygen levels in your blood and it triggers this positive adaptive change to less oxygen in the bloodstream, all Right, and What that does, it means that the body adapts um, to the environment of less oxygen by becoming stronger and more efficiently using oxygen. The mitochondrials uh, become more efficient using oxygen. As I talked about the fire before the furnace, we control the damage being caused by becoming efficient using oxygen. So this, this breathing technique helps you through the process of intermittent hypoxia become more efficient using oxygen. That's the first thing, all right? So the next thing is that actually you wake up Dormant parts of your blood, uh, of your your uh, cardiovascular system and your capillaries, blood vessels wake up, and you increase blood flow to your brain. Right, Inclu- you get more blood flow to the brain, so you wake up dormant parts of the brain. All right. So in yoga, actually, the ancient Himalayan kind of legends of these superhuman yogis, the the primary technique of creating these superhuman abilities is the kumbaka, because you're you're creating this. Like periods of low oxygen where it actually wakes up the powers, the superpowers in the body, because your body's adapting to having less oxygen. You produce more red blood cells, all right? You produce EPO, which actually modulates that. You um also uh basically lower heart rate as well, make a more efficient heart. You, you create increase fitness endurance and stamina. You can also create new blood vessels in your heart, okay? And this can actually create natural heart heart bypasses. So if you have blood clots, you can actually um, create natural heart bypasses. It's called coronary collateral. It's all been studied. Russian scientists have been studied this a long time ago, in the 70s, when they were trying to make their, um, their athletes the best in the world. And they observed uh, people who went to high altitude, all right, and came back down they experienced they felt better right? so i wanted to know what was going on and they de- developed these machines which mimics simulates high altitude and this is how they made superhuman athletes all right? the russians are insane like they're, they're power lifters are some of the strongest in the world but what they were doing was they were modeling um what these yogis were doing even way longer before all right the nepalese gurkha army one of the strongest armies in the world they actually I mean, the British and the Americans employ them to win their wars. Some of the wars were won because of the Nepalese Gurkhas. Okay. Um, and not many people know this. You can look this all up. And um, they live at high altitude. So they become super efficient in using less oxygen it gives them superhuman fitness, stamina, endurance, and strength. Right. And they're resilient to stress. So what I'm getting at is if the more efficient we become at using oxygen, the better our life becomes. And actually, there was a correlation. And in yoga, it says that you only live a certain number of breaths. So the less you breathe, the longer you live. So again, pranayama is a system of helping you breathe less, not more, right? And so my whole system is about making you super efficient using oxygen, right? So that you become less dependent on stuff. You need less food. You need to sleep less. You have more time in the day. You have more strength and stamina to go after your passions without fear. You control the fear response because when you hold your breath for certain periods of time, you actually start to charm the snake because if you can override the reptilian brain from um, making you breathe again by like just using mantras and calming it down, you can actually... Um, charm the state so it becomes more in your control. So you then you can start holding your breath for even longer with some. So like this machine measures your blood oxygen levels, right? And you'll see actually we, we have all the time like around 98, 90%, uh, 99% blood saturation. So we actually always have lots of oxygen. This idea we don't have enough oxygen or we need to deep breathe is all bollocks. It's a load of bollocks. It's a total misinterpretation of the facts, all right? If you just need a machine like this, it will show you that we already have loads of oxygen. Okay. What we don't have is efficiency to oxygen. And in order to do that as well, we need to be able to control our carbon dioxide levels. So this breath techniques of lowering your, uh, holding your breath helps you also uh, raise carbon dioxide levels. Carbon dioxide and nitric oxide are like vasodilators. Okay. And they have powerful healing, rejuvenation effects on the body. So my whole system makes you trained at becoming super efficient using oxygen, all right? And it also goes heavily towards yoga as a system of um, using movement and asanas and changing your mindset and your awareness of the world. Uh, Because there's many branches to yoga, not just the one which is based on uh, asana. And what it does is it, it trains you to become very strong and very efficient, using oxygen through the process of functional isometric contraction. So when you contract a muscle like this, right, by contracting, you shut off blood supply to that oxy, uh, to the muscle. So the muscle under maximum contraction, if I contract like this, it's constantly burning now, the mitochondria are, at, are active. But if you shut off the blood supply to it, because contraction shuts off the blood supply, that's why when you hold your breath, <sighs> And you're always tense and uptight, you're shutting off blood supply to things. But if you do this in a controlled way, where you shut off blood supply for a bit, the muscle is forced, right, to use up all of the nutrient supply. And then in doing so, it becomes stronger, right? And it becomes uh it produces more myoglobin, it produces more reserves in the muscle, and it becomes stronger the next time in the face of stress. So, if you really want to get good at like, you know, uh, um pumping weights and stuff, you want to follow functional isometric contraction. This guy called Bob Hoffman made it very famous many, many years ago, and I think it was the 40s or 50s. And Tony Robbins is big on this as well. It's his way of working out. Bruce Lee, he did all functional. That's is- how so he got super ripped. And since I've been really focusing on this stuff, my uh oxygen efficiency is so much better. And um This will then have an effect on your overall health. So you'll become stronger healthy. healthier. You can reverse uh, illnesses this way as well by learning yoga, this style of doing. Not like aerobics that you see in gyms and fitness studios in America and the yoga industrial complex, where everyone is just like doing like yoga, like that, as though it's aerobics, where you're just moving from one pose to another. No, you are holding each pose like it's a meditation to the point of exhaustion. And that trains you to become really efficient using oxygen and um so what that all does that the, and this is what the ultimate goal of yoga is is um it's the uh mindset okay so you have different layers of mind okay in um in according to yoga you, you have the manas which is a child mind when you're a child and you have the buddhi which is where you start to get information so you become not just like a child absorbing thing you start to now think for yourself make decisions right then you have the chitta where when you start reading books and watching tv your brain becomes you become form an ego so you have an opinion strong opinions some people's opinions are are based on false dogmas right and they won't refute them so they they never progress in their life because they're just so stubborn and those people, they never progress because they're not they're programmed, they're conditioned, right? So you want to get out of chitta and you want to move now towards the higher levels of mind, which is Purusha and Ishwara, Push right? Purusha is when you just have acceptance, where you just accept actually that um, this is just the way it is and you, you, you forgive and forget. But the ultimate Ishwara is when you become connected to God, the divine, the oneness. And there's actually... What you get for a moment in the psychedelic state, if you do anything like ayahuasca or heavy doses of mushrooms, you will go into this state of samadhi where you just see the divine connections to everything, right? However, it's only a brief thing. If you can become super efficient using oxygen and you breathe less, right, you can actually go into a, like, almost like a more permanent state of Ishwara, right, where you're just in such a flow and it just seems like the, like limitless. It's like that limitless state, right? If you've seen that movie Limitless. It's like where everything just flows and you just everything you say is just so connected to, to the higher power, right? And this is where you have like moved beyond all the levels of mind, right? And reached this complete oneness. And you, you, you don't see the difference between right and wrong in the way you would, you would judge people when you're in the levels of chitta right? You are now seeing the world for what it really is. And the way you can get to that level of realization, right? First is by training us every mitochondrial cell to be so efficient in using oxygen. And then through a special process, which I call the Soma Awakening, right? You can begin to hold your breath for such a long period of time. that You'll, you lower your oxygen levels to a point, right? a percentage of oxygen saturation below 80% for a long enough period of time that you start to produce the endogenous DMT, which is known as metatonin and metatonin gives you your own psychedelic trip. And it is called Samadhi. This is Samadhi. And through a series of breathing techniques and meditation, you can reach this Samadhi state. This is what we have now put together in in Soma, Soma Awakening. It's a 21 day protocol that actually it's a journey, it's better use of the word, where you actually work through all of the different layers of mind. You work on your physical body, you work on your breath, you change your habits, you become truly awakened to the nature of reality. And you come to a level where you have acceptance and then connection with the divine. And, the divine in my opinion is just everything that exists right let's just say god is everything that exists energy matter is all one right you come to such a powerful realization of this that you actually then have such a powerful intention right that you can literally it feels like you're bending reality after that point and the people who go through my program like they Almost all of them who actually follow everything I say and do it are having these profound levels of ability to manifest and create magic in their life, attract the right people into their life that they want, move forward towards their their higher ideals and goals and ambitions. And and like the relationships get better, their health gets better. You know, some people, there's one lady uh, I just heard like a few days ago, because now my instructors run the awakening, um, we do it online. and one of the ladies had was pretty much like had glasses most of her life, right? Until she did the 21 day protocol. And now she can't wear the glasses because she can see clearly. And weird stuff like that happens often. We have these amazing shifts in people's health because it gets to the core of the issue, which is this contraction, this tightness, this stress, this fear. This lack of enthusiasm, or you know, wanting to, to 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 be compassionate, but actually feeling like they can't in the environment. So we change everything through this one practice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! Well, holy sh- holy crap! You got me sold. I got to try this. Oh. Yeah, you know, I I'm a I'm aware of the breathing techniques. Um, you know, that that produce a DMT. And I think that it's important to discuss the psychedelic thing, um, you know, and, and the way that you're sharing it is grounded. I pretty much have done many psychedelics under the sun. And then only recently in studying with this Native American elder, he's like, you know, I was like, didn't you guys use it? He's like, no, actually, we didn't. He's like, I don't recommend them and he hasn't gone into, into depth. And I was like, Oh man, but so many people are having such profound experiences. They're like, yeah, but I think that there is a natural way. And a lot of people there, there's a, there's a, the other side of it is there's a darkness to psychedelics There's a lot of people not doing them in the right way, having traumatic experiences. And then, you know um, so if you can do it in a natural way, that is definitely preferred. And you know, the idea, um, I don't know if it's Alan Watts or it was maybe Ram Dass that, um, I think it was Ram Dass. It's this story about, um, going up into the Himalayas or something and like has a bunch of these, uh, hits of acid. And then this guru just takes them all and it doesn't affect him. He had yeah. like a hole for his trip. You know, the story I'm talking Ram about. Ram Dass. Yeah. yeah. And It doesn't affect him. He takes like, I don't know, 20, 30 hits of acid or something. And he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, you can transcend that. And that's, taking over the functioning of the body that apparently we can't. And that's what Wim Hof is showing as well through a breath technique. So all of that is, is exciting. I, I want to dive deeper myself. Is there anything that um, you want to dive deeper on? Or do, do you want to talk a little bit about Wim Hof and like, is there correlation to that um, or just expand on anything? Because it, I think the important things that you're saying is that through breath, an ancient knowledge which exists. Anybody has this power, and what you've done is you've just taken that knowledge, removed the fluffery, um, uh, and then just like, hey, this is a protocol. Give it a shot. See how it works. Just like you're, you know, you're out of shape. You know, try jogging every single day. We'll see you in 30 days. We'll see how you feel. You know, it's like it's it's a yeah. process, and you can experience it. So, um, do you want to add on to anything else that that was just yeah, wonderful?
1: Just touching on the the Himalayan um, uh, story of the the acid. Well, if you, um, there's a video on YouTube, as you can watch, if you type in uh, hypoxia experiment, um, and you'll see there's this uh, guy who uh, goes into a hypoxic state for like several minutes using a mask, and he reports experiencing incredible euphoria and he's like in bliss, but obviously he loses control of himself and too long, it will probably lead to some problems. So that's why you have to train the body properly. So these people, the Himalayan yogis, they moved, they became become so good at um, using as little oxygen as possible, right? That they can live up in very, very high altitudes where they're constantly in a state of nirvana. You know what I mean? Because that's what hypoxia feels like. It feels like Nirvana. Because we oxygen kills us. Oxygen, too much oxygen leads to chronic disease. It it mutates the cells. It kills the kills the body. So here's the difference between me and Wim a little bit. Me and Wim are close friends. I actually produced uh, the Wim Hof method audio track. His online course, I produced all all of my musics on his site. And I was the host of his events in um in um, Europe, just this year. So yeah, we're friends. I'm friends with the
0: family and everything, and I make music with his son NM and stuff. Um, but Dude, but- NM and I met at Burning Man. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah in he's My camp. He's a great guy. He's fun.
1: So, um, so here's a bit of a difference. Uh, is the whim has his statement brief? Motherfucker.
0: All right. It's like
1: quite. He's like quite. Ah. Uh,
0: totally uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, i just met him briefly he was in vancouver <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: so whereas i'm come more from a different tradition of actually breathe less we're meant to breathe less that's the whole point um we're you know he's more his his method is more about really going in extreme conditions like the ice and being able to handle it and and the side effect of that is you get health benefits. But what my thing is is more um, kind of accessible, I think, to the, the non ra ra ra. Like a lot of a lot more women are into what I do, um, and it's more uh, true to the uh, to my my background from pranayama and yoga. You know, so Wim has many sources of where he discovers things. I've gone. I focus more on the yoga and pranayama traditions. And I wanted to go more deep into the, the psychedelic realms because my whole process is about answering those questions when you wake up with the right answer. Um, you know, it's not so much about the fitness and health because that's a side effect of what I do. You know, my thing is more about saving the soul. I call the awakening a a high intensity um, training for your soul and spirit. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: that's awesome man well that's that's really um the most important thing you can do if you can't that's like it's like the um foundation of your house it's the most fundamental thing you can do as a human being there's nothing more fundamental than that and you have to look at that and if you're going past go without doing that you're not you're not building anything on a strong foundation it's going to topple over there's going to be a time where that Um, stops. But if you can have a solid foundation, right, that that spiritual understanding of who you are, how you're operating your own happiness, and you've gone through that in your own way to find your own clarity, your own decisions, your own connection with yourself, your own connection with spirit and life, then you have a foundation to build your life upon that you're creating that has meaning for you. And so um, I'm just So on board with that idea because everything else is a side effect. If you love your life, you're going to be healthier, you're going to take better care of yourself, you're going to have better relationships, you're going to have less stress, all of that stuff, all of that illness and trauma and things like that come because you don't have that sorted you're so right. And you said it in such a. Uh, you know, you can go get the pill. You could be like here today, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start a new podcast. It's just like, uh, you know, the pharmacists, right? What's, which, which chemical can we get? Right. And be like, all right, for, you know, $99 a month, you can get this super chemical. That's going to rid you of any disease. It's something's going to happen where number one, it's just going to be a bandaid it doesn't work. Too, yeah. It's not getting the root of the problem. So even if you do fix it, that's actually bad. It's kind of like the idea where like if your arm is broken, right, and you don't feel it, you're going around and you start using your arm, it makes it worse. You're like, oh my God, my arm is now falling off because I didn't have the pain to know that my arm was broken. Now I've just made it worse where you need that so you can go do something. And that's kind of yeah. like the pain of life. It's like, hey, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. You got to get to that foundation. If you get to the foundation from there, you can build a new existence and some people need to go. Oh my God. Some people's worst is going to a Tony Robbins seminar, man. But then sometimes you, um, you know, you go even, it gets even worse and you're in a hospital and you're about to die and have your colon removed or whatever. Right. And that for you, for whatever reason you had to go through to get here now. You know, yeah. and so ideally, you don't need to go through that. It's kind of like that analogy of putting a toad in or a frog in water. If it's really hot, it'll jump out. But I guess if you slowly boil it, it'll kill it. And I feel yeah. like a lot of people are living that way. Yeah, Things aren't bad enough to change. Yes, right? they're waiting until they get in, like like you. You know, you had to you had to wait. You had to push it. I'm glad yeah. you did to have your experience, but you know, we don't need to do that. You know, we can just be slightly agitated. And you can, you can make this decision wherever you are, you know, wherever you are in your process, you don't have to hit rock bottom to, to get to this space. And I think it's important to, you know, the one thing people take away is just understanding your foundation. Um, man, this is like a really grounded, beautiful, solid podcast uh, episode. There's so much amazing knowledge in here. Um, I will definitely have to do it again. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? If there are anything we didn't cover, you know, feel free to go as as deep as you want. But I think that um, what you shared was really great.
1: Uh, No, my, my um, last words would just be, you know, just really, really ask yourself every morning, you know, like, are you waking up enthusiastic? And and if you're not, then do what you can to change that question, because then everything will change in your life. And a lot of the reasons why, okay, is down to this phenomenon I call FOFO, fear of feeling out. So often we're staying as part, we're in relationships that don't serve us. We're staying in communities and keeping friends that don't serve us. And you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. Right, and community is a cure. So, look out for communities that serve your best interests. Okay, and if the internet is a good place, you can come and hang out with us. Check out uh, the soberbreath.com site and get involved. And um, and just start having some self-love, man. Love is an acronym, level of vibrational energy. Right, when you're full of love, right, you have very high vibe. High level of vibrational energy and you'll feel things like passion, joy, peace. When you have no love, right? It means you hate yourself, you have no love, even yourself, a very low vibe. All right. And that's apathy, fear, anger, hatred. And if you have those um for too long, you know, the only one getting burnt is yourself. So use things, use tools to raise your vibrational energy. To create more self-love, um, without uh, drugs, if po- possible, you know, without medicines, without alcohol, and and all those junky things, you know, food as well. A lot of people use substances to get there, and, and the whole legend of soma was the discovery that actually we have everything we need already within. So when you look within, um, you realize that the answer is already out there, and that is. That these ancient practices work. Like yoga works, but you need to do the right way. Of it. you need the right style of doing yoga. You know, breathwork works. You need you just need the right method. So, just go out there, find the right people, and have an open mind, have an open heart, and you'll
0: get into your flow. And that's that's how we go. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Well, I'm going to, as a false ending, because I have one more question that I forgot to ask you. Does this, I'm, I'm reading uh, Yoga Nanda's interpretation of the Bhagavad Gita. And I'm just curious, he talks a lot about Kriya Yoga. Does your system have anything to do with that? or Are you aware of that?
1: Um, kriya kind of means like action, like process um, definition. And Kriya is just like another, like, manual of techniques right they're all very much the same you know i mean a lot of these things are very similar you know so there's no wrong no right um you just got to find the one that works for you you know i like to model success so if you find somebody who's used kriya yoga and it's really helped them then do it go fully into it like practice it learn it i've you know what we do is all based on these ancient traditions of pranayama, um, which Kriya Yoga also came from. Yeah. So uh, it's all the same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome, cool, man. Yeah, I just wanna once check on that. On,
1: once you know the science, like the me- mechanism of becoming efficient using oxygen, then, then you start to understand how the techniques work and what they're doing for the body. Otherwise you get stuck in dogma, right? You're stuck, you get stuck in religion. Religion is when you just do things um, but you don't change because you don't have any awareness of what you're doing anymore. But when you start to understand the science of what it's doing to your body, then you can start realizing actually that um, it's just the principle that matters. It doesn't matter the label or the name. It's the principle
0: that you follow that matters. Yeah?
1: Oh, you mute yourself.
0: Oh, shoot. Yeah, I was going to add something onto that, um, uh, you know, about the religion thing, because I just came back from the Parliament of World Religions, and, um, you know, you had over 200 different religions, but uh, I was going to write an article, and I thought about using the word uh, strong, um, and that's the reason why I was going to use it, but, uh, you know, religion as a tool of spiritual retardation. And not because it's a strong word, but it's it's a proper definition because it stops you at a spot, right? And if it's if it's not helping you, if there's like like if you imagine a four-year-old kid came with me, or a six-year-old, or an eight-year-old, you don't know where they're from, you don't know their culture, you don't know their family, and you have 260 different religions. Which one is the right one? And and who? Why do I need a gatekeeper to get to God? If it's not ultimately, if you're not ultimately going to become jesus or buddha or muhammad or whatever um, then there's something missing and then that's a tool of control and that needs to be addressed you know and that's how religion was used you have to create your own connection to god your own connection to spirit Um, and there's a lot of good in religion too there's a lot of amazing people who do it there's a lot of great things but ultimately if it doesn't give you that access it's the same thing as like martial arts or art if i'm not teaching you martial arts to be your own master and you got to be me, then that's not a full teaching of spirit and divine. And if God is beyond thought, beyond anything imaginable, how is somebody going to express that and and tell you the way, do you know what I mean? And so I think it's, I like the direct access. I just, there's something else I want to add, but I thought that that was important, you know, just your own connection because that's what it's got to be. And that's, that's the divinity. It's you in this thing that's way bigger than you could possibly understand, but in the mind in an illusion Um, Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yes, I'm glad I remembered. You know, I was going to ask, you know, like, oh, you know, what do we, you know, how do we use this to like manifest, right? I kind of like thought that for a second. But the thing is, you and I both know that once you're in this space, you know, the manifestation is so secondary. Like, yeah, you're going to manifest. Yeah, you're going to get the house and the cars and the things that you need. But it's not like you're trying to manifest money to get stuff. Because materialism doesn't equate the same way you're going to be happier in like the smallest one bedroom apartment with your two kids than you would be with a mansion and 10 Ferraris and everything you could imagine um, you know in the other way because the material will never give you that internal thing and there's going to be a point in your life ideally where you start to look in and build that because once you have this part everything else is just a bonus and you're really clear so it's like yeah it works to manifest yeah the law of attraction all that kind of thing it works but really it's so secondary with this understanding
1: yeah yeah yeah. like a lot of people get trapped um into this materialism right and you know wanting stuff and actually you can get all the stuff you want but it's only going to be like a band-aid for for your inner yearning. And everyone's inner yearning is actually, in my opinion, connection. We're all looking for actually heart-based connection with other people and family and and community. So you know, once you actually find a tribe like that you like to be around and you can do like simple stuff together like and have fun, like static dance is one of the things I DJ and, and we have big parties and we run the a festival. Like you don't need a lot, you know, to having a really good time. You don't need a lot of stuff. So um, I've saved so much on my cost of living by living in Thailand. And I wanted to manifest actually not, at one point I was like, oh, I want to live in San Diego and have this huge mansion on the beach. This was in my kind of, you know, more ignorant face. Now I can have the same lifestyle, with a fraction of the costs, still living on a beach, but in a place where I'm around a lot of amazing people who have a modest kind of income or whatever. Because one of the problems is that when you start making loads of money, and I I know some billionaires, I know multi-millionaires, they're in my kind of network and stuff, is that they all complain about not having many friends. Because once you have a lot of money, right? People stop being your true friend. You know they want you for different reasons, and um, and it, and really, what I find a lot, of what's missing amongst people like billionaires who seem to have it all, is that they don't have the friends, they don't have the connection with family. That people who have genuine, true friends uh, who accept them for who they are um, have. So this is a big difference. So money doesn't always buy any happiness at all. To a certain point, yes, it does. But the spiritual wealth and bliss and happiness comes from connection and love, real love.
0: Beautiful, man. (laughs) Yeah, really well put. This whole thing is really amazing, man. I really appreciate you. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to share? And if not, just make sure you let people where they let people know where they can find you and explore all of this.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Go check out somabreath.com forward slash awakening and you can um, get some free downloads. You can learn about our uh, free online webinars that we do journeys and um, have an experience of it absolutely for free. I talk a lot about the science of like yoga and breath work in these sessions. And then you can get involved and do the 21 day journey. Um, or you can go into our other things, you know. We have like many other things, like hypnotherapy as you're talking about, um, a lot of brainwave music, meditation, all these things are designed just to help you change your state in a safer, like non-side effect um, kind of way. So, yeah, that's the best place. Also, my website, the is full of cool content, like useful content, articles. You know, I even have a cool interview with Wim Hof on there. And other amazing people. So you can learn a lot about what makes you healthy and happy, and and live forever. Who wants to live forever, man? We're all gonna live forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it, and for just all the work you're doing, I I I recognize you. I appreciate you, and uh, just thanks for coming on.
1: Amazing, man. Respect.
0: See everybody. Thanks for watching. Alright guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you want to support the show, please just take screenshots of parts that you liked. Share it on Instagram. Tag me. Share it with your friends. But the best thing that you can do is to do, do one act of kindness today. Um, if not, three acts of kindness. And even best yet, three acts of kindness for a week. Take the kindness challenge. If we can do that as a community, make kindness go viral. So if you're listening to this and you get anything, please, if you want to support, that's the best thing you can do. Just say kindness challenge. Go out of your way for. A a week do three kind acts um hold the door open for somebody uh pay it forward uh pick up a piece of trash um i don't know give a compliment to somebody say hello to a friend listen anything just do three acts of kindness is the best way uh, to support the show um beyond that hooking it up on patreon really helps so go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair if you guys are interested in coaching and really want to level up in 2019 hit me up I'm doing really powerful heart journey activations Uh, people are having very profound experiences with this for helping them find their life direction wherever they are or even upgrade it even if you're really I was curious for people who are really refined in what they were doing if it helped and it did help and for people who are like I have no idea what the heck or I can't um, get away from everything like this nine to five or the life that I'm in, this is what it's made for. And it really does help because it's activating the heart's intelligence um, to show you a direction. It doesn't give you an answer. It gives you a direction. And that comes from you. So very powerful experience. Hit me up if you want to do that. MattBelair.com forward slash coaching. And I'm also doing more one-on-ones. So uh, that's it. If you want me to come speak, if you want David to speak, uh, we are looking to come to London, England. Yeah, I said it. We're going to London, England, and uh, that's going to be freaking awesome. So if you're out in London and you want to support, hit us up. We would uh, love to see you when we're out there. I think that's going to be in March. If you want us to speak where you are, just get some people together and we'll happily come your way. Uh, so if you support the show, support David Lone Senapass. Senate Pass, uh, it does look like we're getting a little bit of help to start working on some of these technologies that he has, but he's really about bringing these star teachings and these community. And, you know, of all the people that I've heard do spiritual teachings, these ones just seem really aligned to me. I am open to all ideas, um, but just from learning from him, it's just this endless well of knowledge that just seems to make sense, and I dig it, and there's some really cool stuff that I've seen in between traveling and studying with him and all the other elders, so... Uh, that's it. I've been rambling. I appreciate you. Check out uh, mattbelair.com to sign up for the email list. Uh, forward slash lucid dreaming to grab that and uh, leave a review in iTunes. Share on social media all day, every day. That super helps. And uh, tons of love and appreciation to you. So before we close it out, let's come to a powerful state in peace and careers. Oh. Thank you so much to my sponsor, Himalaya. Check them out. Listen to the Matt Belair podcast on the Himalaya app. It is a dope app. I do use it. It's freaking epic. And uh, they will work with you any suggestion you want. They're all about it. Just tell them what you want and they'll do it. Um, So listen to me over there and that will also support. So that's it. All right. Um, Closing it out. So wherever you are in the world, just stop whatever you're doing and take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just make the firm commitment to be loving and kind and compassionate to yourself, realizing that you are a divine creator and that you are enough now, that you are perfect now, that you have all of the intelligence of the universe within you now. Just let that breath out slowly without any limitation, any self-doubt, any self-criticism. And just realize as we go about this human experience that we're all in the veil. We're all in this great mystery of life, but you are connected to spirit. Um, It is a journey. It can be challenging. I've definitely had some very challenging times recently just in my own mind. And, you know, I, I don't talk about it. I think I talk about it enough on the podcast. But, you know, I really struggle with sometimes just like depression and just limiting stuff. And I don't even know why. And I teach this stuff, but I can snap myself out of it, but I'm definitely not immune to it. So that's why I'm always trying to learn and grow and accept myself as I am and realize I'm doing enough. And um, the mind is a fascinating thing. So just be easy on yourself, be kind to yourself. And uh, yeah, just remember that you're enough as you are. So that's a little message from me to you. I love you. I hope that wherever you are, that you do feel supported, that you do feel connected. And if not, then I'm just reminding you that I love you. Then you're connected to spirit and uh, you do matter, whoever the heck you are. So especially if you're listening to this because you're trying to better yourself. Not that the podcast is special, but the like intention of it is, you know, something. You're not listening to like, I don't know, whatever radio. I'm going to just leave it at that, and I'm going to leave that in there. I'm going to leave that little rant in there. So I should have closed it five minutes ago, but this is the ending you're getting. Tons of love. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.